0: So cool. here we go. So India, welcome to Project the podcast platform that aims to support early and budding careers in advertising and media. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I change that every single time, but well, it's, I just go with the flow. Um, already spoke about how you are, so I won't even bore people, but actually, no, you can tell us how you are because they haven't heard.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really good, thank you. I'm having... Um a slow but long week, everything feels like it's going in slow motion but fast at the same time.
0: Like, do you wanna yeah, just
1: like kind of chilled?
0: I'm gonna let you do your own intro. Yeah. So just like, you know, name and what you do, anything else you want to add in there that you want people to know about you. Okay, cool. Um so hello, I
1: am India Harris. <laughs> Sounds so formal. Um <laughs> but I am a creative producer and director. I've been living in London for about five years now, and I've been um, freelance working for myself for about three. But um, my background is um, well, I have a background in fashion design, in textiles. I was actually, I did a degree in screen printing. Um, And then when I moved to London, I was kind of like, I want to do something completely different. So, kind of fell into production. Um, And yeah, now I'm just a freelance producer, mostly working in film um a bit and like campaigns advertising commercials with stills um yeah and then now just kind of like trying my hand at directing
0: amazing I feel like you've given us a really good overview so that's basically like almost the the, the that's almost the recap a not, of what we're about yeah. to speak about yeah. you know I mean? so that's <laughs>
1: in a good. nutshell yeah exactly,
0: that's really good so now I mean I always know what kind of things I want to ask but already yeah. like, as soon as people start speaking it helps me like dive into it so yeah. the aim is just to get into the timeline and I'm just li- listening to you speaking about coming to London. So then the first question is, where did you live before you came to London?
1: So I grew up in Suffolk, which is about, okay. from where I live in London now, in East London, it's about an hour and 20 minutes away. So it's not, it's not actually that far, but growing up, it felt, it felt really far away from anything.
0: Oh no, um, yeah, it's it sounds like,
1: far. It's, yeah, and it's like, you kind of get past like Essex if you're going out of East London you get go past Essex and you get to Cambridge and then you get Suffolk and Suffolk's kind of like okay
0: just, so on the other side of Cambridge so it's actually not far but the only thing is I think it's such, it's such a London thing and I, I do it to everybody that comes on here that's like from outside of London I'm just like where
1: I say like Suffolk to people and they're like they're like oh yeah I love Brighton and I'm like no that's Sussex <laughs> <laughs> but um <I> know, <laughs> but um, it's like it's just very like rural and like lots of like little villages and towns and it's very like growing up as a kid it's um I was lucky because I had like my parents are very like liberal and like they you know they always like wanted us to travel and like oh, yeah, introduce yeah. us to like new cultures and like of other course. foods and other religions and like so like well, growing up I always had this like desire just to be out be in a city like just be okay. doing something, just be doing something bigger um and I used to like I grew up in this village that had like a hundred people in it with no shop no park no pub not that that would have affected me as a child but like just to kind of give you like scope was... yeah
0: definitely
1: yeah so that like
0: quite great. as soon as
1: I was like an adult I was like I need to get out of here
0: <laughs> so Were you like always looking were you were you coming to the city a lot when you were younger or going to, was it more other countries?
1: No, like my, like I always, like, I like growing up, like, I look, just loved like going into town with my mates.
2: Yeah. So
1: was like, yes, I'd be like, mum, can you drop me off in town with my mates? Always oh, um, get like the bus or the train to like um, the bigger city. So like Norwich or sometimes Cambridge. Um, and then like, I remember like my parents, like I'd always begged my parents to like take me to London for the day and like because I'd always want to go to like the shops like when I was younger like Hamley's like you know when you hear yeah, those yeah. Shops, I really want to go to Hamley's <laughs> so like and my my granddad used to take me to London and stuff when I was younger so I kind of had a taste for it then and I was always just like desperate to yeah to like be in a city and I suppose when um when I I did like a foundation degree and oh, art yeah. and design in my local, in my like okay, town, yeah. but my closest town is called Barry St. Edmunds. It's just like a okay, right. tiny little weird market town. <laughs> oh, yeah. But to be fair, it was just like that transition stage from like doing like school and A-levels and then before you go into like yeah, university. Yeah. But I remember I felt like really trapped because all of my friends had gone straight from like doing their A-level straight to university. Yeah. And I still had to stay there for one more year yeah. to, do, to do this art and design foundation.
0: That's um, such a a, a um, an art student problem because you do have to do the yeah. foundation afterwards, don't we? And all your friends are in uni, like, doing yeah. their career courses.
1: Exactly. And it felt, at the time, it felt really debilitating and I felt really lonely and quite isolated because I was kind of, all my friends had just left in a place that was already quite lonely anyway. Mm. And, um, and I, was, I was kind of like, what am I doing? I'm, like, stuck here and, like, just, like, working in between. But actually, now I look back, like, it was actually good to have that breathing time because I think yeah. I, I probably would have rushed into like a degree or I would have done something that yeah like I think everything happened for a reason and yeah I, I actually applied for like a, my, my dream was to go to a, a London uni mm. and I really wanted to go to Chelsea
0: <laughs> like, I wanted to go to Chelsea at a time and then I yeah. just go, yeah I
1: was desperate to go to Chelsea I don't know why I just had this like i like it popped up in my head and I was like yeah that's where I want to go yeah yeah um but I didn't get into any of the London unis which at the time was like a real like kick to my confidence and I was like this is not working out for me in college I just had like I don't not a rough time at college but I just didn't enjoy it and I didn't get really amazing grades even though I tried really hard Mm. and I was like maybe this is not what I'm meant to be doing and but then I got into the University of Brighton okay, yeah. um, and I got into Loughborough, which they're, yeah. they're both like really good universities yeah, yeah, exactly. for the courses I wanted to do, but it didn't have like the same like cred as like going to London. Right. Yeah. yeah I really wanted to just have that. But actually going to Brighton was like a really good transition for me because um, coming from like a really, like really small town to suddenly being... Some were completely different, like, living away from home, like, Brighton was the perfect, like, transition,
2: mm.
1: um, and it led to so many, like, amazing opportunities, which now I look back on, I would have never, if I had gone to uni in London, that, my path would have been so different.
0: So, what was, the, actually, um, what was the earliest stage in which you started studying art, like, in school?
1: I think, like, because I'm always, I'm, like... Like, really, as a
0: choice, not, like, one of those things that they make yeah. you do, yeah
1: um just as soon as I could like I, I was always like art was like always my favorite lesson okay, because yeah. I'm I'm really dyslexic so like okay right yeah I, I think like back in the day like they it was really like especially in like the countryside I don't know why but it's probably like teachers probably pick up on it more in like cities and like you know mm-hmm. where, where there's like more resources but mm-hmm. um yeah so I was really dyslexic like I got put in the bottom set of every single class I was ever in Mm -hmm. and you know know that you can do more but like no one ever believed that I had that so I knew that I could apply myself but um just like I just felt like I was just put in the bottom of everything but I was always really good at art yeah and then when I went in like where I grew up we went to like primary school middle school and upper school which is like yeah I know not everyone does yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I, I have yeah. heard the
0: term before. although it's very strange, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's strange. Mm. So when I got
1: to um, when I got to upper school, um, you could like specialize. You could choose like your GCSEs. Yeah. Um, I I remember I was allowed to do art de- art and design, and I was allowed to do um, textile design. Which mm. I was like, this is amazing because like like twice in a week, I'm going to be able to do textiles and I can do art. Mm. Um, which that was kind of the first time that I could kind of choose like to do those topics but more it's the first time I ever did textiles and I just like loved it I kind of loved textiles more than I loved art which at the time like I didn't think would happen but yeah I just really enjoyed like making stuff with my hands and I enjoyed fashion yeah
0: yeah yeah okay and so then so then you do your GCCs and then you do your would it be still upper school after that you go to foundation yeah and then you go to Brighton and you study screen screen printing over there
1: yeah so yeah. when I went to Brighton I did um yeah I studied textile design with business studies okay and like business studies I was I did not I was not interested in at all. Yeah. like I of only did it because I, I really liked the textiles course yeah um, but I thought like do you know what? It's good to have anyway, like a good one to fall back on, like in case textiles doesn't work out. Mm. Um, and then when when it was like at the University of Brighton, and you can choose like three specialisms. Yeah. So you, do, you do a few terms where you do knitting, weaving, and screen printing, and I kind of really enjoyed screen printing because it was way more um, tangible to me. Like you could yeah. you could draw something and turning it and turn it into yeah. a print, and it also kind of it was teaching you skills that you didn't really knew, like you didn't wouldn't really associate with textile design so mm. you could kind of like lead on to being a graphic designer or, or an worker, or just like yeah like visualizing something bringing like a you could like really turn a concept into something a bit more physical which I really enjoyed and yeah that course was just it was amazing it kind of I think a lot of people when they go to uni they kind of Have this thing where they're like, "I'm I'm out of home. I'm gonna like rebel. Like, gonna party loads." And I I felt like I turned into the opposite. Like, I was really rebellious at school, and like, I "I hate this. Like, always like going out, like trying to get into like bars when I was like (laughs) under eighteen. And when I went to uni, I was like, "No, like, I'm gonna take this really seriously."
0: Yeah, I think. Well, I I can't really speak for other people, but I feel like maybe that's a little bit of an art student thing because I think once you once you get to once you really understand your like your creativity and you get to do it all the time you're like really obsessed with it because I remember from sixth form like being really obsessed like as in it would be eight o'clock and me and my friendship group would still be in the school like we'd take the keys from the teacher and we'd still be doing our work and like drawing or doing our final major projects or whatever was at 8 p.m and well then I kind of fell off at foundation but that was another story but I think you become really obsessed you think you're going to like rebel and stuff I mean I still found a little bit of time during GCSE. Yeah. I, mean, I still found yeah. some time to rebel. But but yeah. but once you get really into it, you just become really disciplined and you sort of find
2: that,
0: yeah. that well, you find time to balance eventually, to sort of do both. Definitely, but, yeah, yeah, there is a period of time where you're really, like, into work. So that's interesting.
1: Yeah, so just, I kind of just felt like I'd found my feet with, like, okay, I can, yeah. actually, I can actually do this. And, like, I was finally, like, getting, like, I was finally. I felt like I was finally like making progress and like you know my my tutors were like giving me like good feedback and I I finally felt like okay like I'm actually yeah yeah. I'm actually doing something okay (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) the first time I really felt like that Um,
2: yeah yeah.
1: even though I knew like ever since I was a a child like even now I have this really weird um I have this really weird thing in me where I've always got to prove someone wrong or not someone but I've got to prove everyone wrong yeah have
0: you ever been back to school like or back to to, any truth has I had anyone that's taught you in the past
1: no no, I I haven't actually but I I kind of hang out with like every now and then like when I go home for Christmas like all my friends who've kind of who I went to school with and have like moved to different cities that we all join up and I remember at the time like a lot of the people I used to hang out with like I remember on my first day of sick form like a guy I knew he was like how did you get into sick form like surely you didn't get the grades for this and you know and it's just like things yeah, like yeah that yeah. Like, yeah 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 and I was like and I think like because I was always like a little bit different not by like any kind of standards like but more like just growing up in a really rural place mm. I was always a bit like quirky <laughs> and like I think people were a bit like oh like what are <laughs> <we> <laughs> Well, not, uh, but, you know, when you're, like, younger and you're just really trying to, like, prove yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think, like, and then, like, going, even, like, going back now and, like, seeing my friends always have this thing where I'm, like, I've got to prove people that I am good at what I do, which is stupid because my dad always says to me, like, you don't, you know, you don't At this
0: stage, I bet they're they're really jealous of you. Do you know what I mean? With all the things you've done, I mean, (laughs) you haven't got into it yet, but trust me, you're going to be quite impressed by India. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's that's Um, really... No, definitely it's Um, kind of
1: just yeah like it's just it's just more of like a nice feeling like do you know what actually I went to a wedding and there was one of my old teachers there okay I remember I had like a really tough time with her yeah but and and she came up to me and she was like oh I heard that um you know what you've been up to because um I'd gone out to New York and I'd been doing a bit of work there and she's like, I can't believe it. Like that's so amazing. I'm like, Yeah,
0: well believe it. uh, (laughs) I'm like, well believe it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. But no, that was that was a good feeling.
0: (laughs) what was um once you leave Brighton, what's the first thing you do? Like what's what's going through your mind at the time? Were you like, yeah, I have things lined up or were you like, oh my god, crap, what do I do next? And then what
1: I like in um my degree I had to do four years of um and one of the years was you had to do like a placement so like they make you go like fully out into the industry okay come back for your final year and in that year out I'd gone um and I'd done a bit of interning and I managed to like get out to New York like the the um the print designer at DKNY she was an ex-student of at Brighton okay nice. and she's also from Norwich which is yeah. so strange because that's like that was like pretty much what yeah. like one of the biggest like towns that I live that I live near so like we had this like real bond and she's like the the internship was for three months and she's like if you, if I could if I could get your visa and we it like would you consider coming for six? Oh wow and I was like yeah. <laughs> I was just desperate. Yeah. And, um, and like at, at the time I was like, I'd never been to America. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, is this a good idea? And like I spoke about it a lot with my parents and they were like, Do you know what? Just go for it. Like you don't know if like this will happen again. Yeah, exactly. And so like, um, but yeah, interning there was amazing and I kind of got a bit of work off the back of that and yeah. ended up going up and um going back to New York and just like working for them freelance. But um, so that when I finished my final year, um, they'd like offered me a job there. Like, if you wanna, if you wanna come like back here, like we'll try and sort something. And I kind of had oh, in my head like, do I want to do fashion? And yeah. I, I think by that point, yeah. What
0: did you do over there in internship? Um, um was your, like although you were, although you were an intern, like what departments you work with, what sort of the roles and tasks that you were doing?
1: So I was working on the design floor um at DKNY and um just working directly with the um head of print there um and she was amazing like she was really amazing like she kind of her name was Cindy Howlett and she kind of showed me like she showed me um she showed me so much you know when someone really inspires you Mm. but um we would just do all sorts like we were printmaking, so like it's really some days it's like really experimental and you know you're painting or you're like splashing inks on pages or some days you're actually like swatching like you're going I remember like in my first week they'd (laughs) they'd give me like a piece of fabric and it was like a like they'd all be different colors and they give me like a few swatches and they'd be like you need to go out and find this fabric like or like this exact color in this type of fabric and (laughs) I'd never been to like New York before and I remember like I feel like you know, I this heat wave like in the summer and I was like w- sprinting around like Manhattan in the, fa- the fashion district like going into all the like um fabric shops like trying to match by eye this piece of fabric and you'd run back with a bunch of samples and you'd show them and you'd be like is this right and they're like mm, it's not right you need to go back out again and you'd spend like hours and hours just like running around the whole of Manhattan trying to find the exact color of this fabric and like, at the time I was like, this is so tedious. And like, this is like, very it it sounds like <laughs> so like typical, like fashion. Like
0: It sounds, honestly, you know, I was about to say, sorry to interrupt, but when no. I was growing up, I remember watching a lot of like, you know, like, um, what would you call them? Sit- not sitcoms, but like dra- no, dramas, drama, series, whatever. Yeah. And they would have like, they would have these narratives about interning in like, like yeah. a, a girl from a small town interning in New York and like it'd be like a girl from a small town in America interning in New York and fashion like ugly Betty or something else along the line. Yeah, is yeah. yeah, they would have such like these these narratives about how hard it was and how rigorous and you know and like and everyone's mean and they they put you up to like really hard and silly tasks and they give you like you have to get all the coffees and collect all these things. Yeah. And then when I started to intern in London, I was like, oh, those... It was literally... I feel like, you know, we look at a lot of American TV. You try and, like, base your life in London when you're older. Well, yeah. try and base your, what your life's going to be like when you're older on that TV. And mm-hmm. then you get there and you're like, it's nothing like that. But real, you don't realise that in America it <laughs> really is still like that. And <laughs> it I say really this so because... I remember watching TV when I was younger and hearing like American students be like, "Oh, I've got this fine, final for this, 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 and I've got a cram for mm. this, 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 and all of these things," and and they're talking about how schoolwork is getting on top of them and what well, something's worth seventy percent of the grade and all these things. And I thought, "Wow, school's really not like that." But my yeah. class is studying over there now, and it's literally yeah. like that. So that's yeah. a great perspective. Just if anybody's thinking mm. about America versus the UK, just bear in mind that they have very interesting ways of working. They're very. Yeah. Nice.
1: I think like yeah. there's like a, there's this like work mentality in in America that, you know, you work very hard and you work fast and, and like, I, it sounds really cliche, like the fashion industry, you know, you'll be doing this and that and you'll be running about and, and it, and to an extent it really is like that. I mean, I haven't, I haven't worked in the fashion industry to that, like, yeah, like in design for a long time. So I can't really speak for like how it is now, but <laughs> there was just like, I was I lived in this apartment block with other girls who were also interning in New York, and you could only stay there if you were a female. Okay. Yeah. Um, work interning in New York, so those girls from all over the world, and like majority of them were working in fashion, and like people would be like crying and just like <laughs> telling absolute horror stories. But the thing is, is like that. I felt I feel like that really like set me up for like yeah. a lot of my work ethos now is kind of based on you know at the start like and I still do like I really grafted hard and I really it really trains your eye and like things that you don't even realize at the time you are like oh there's like a heat wave I'm sweating like I remember I got home one day and my feet were literally bleeding because I stupidly oh. wore like sandals and at the time I was like this is this is so crazy is this what I'm really doing But attention to detail and like when you think something's right like it could be better and it like really pushes you and so for that like that side of it I'm really grateful because it it taught me a lot yeah and and I suppose like and when I was at in at DKNY I was just always so curious like I'd always be like going into the other departments or if somebody walked in from Mm. like um another like department and they were like talking about a shoot and I'd be like oh like so when's the shoot? Like, I'd always want to be involved, and yeah. it was like at the time, like it blew my mind because, um, like really like high profile people would just rock up to the office, and I'd be like, oh my god, I like I can't believe like this person's here and just having like conversations. Like I remember one day I was in the, um, I was like in the studio where they do the fittings, and like, um, Cara Delavine just showed up with, wow. down and um. And they were just like hanging out, and I was just chatting with them, and it just been like birthday. <laughs> I was like, "This, this is so crazy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it just felt like, you know, and it just felt so surreal.
2: Mm.
1: Um, but it was just amazing, and like that was my fi- like my first like exposure to like working on shoots. And yeah, they like I'd be like, "Can I go to the shoot?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, it's on so and so street. Just like pop down there, and you know, go and like hang out." And yeah, I just yeah. like I'd just stand there and watch, and just be like this is amazing
0: yeah oh that's amazing so yeah. I guess that, that's really planting a seed also okay yeah. well oh, well I am going to ask you individually but just sort of to get to get um an an overview now but once you so that's a year out you come back and you finish uni yeah on, yeah and then um what's what's sort of the what's the first role you had and yes. then what roles do you have afterwards leading up so if you just like list all of your roles so if it were like yeah. a cb like we don't need to like
1: tell us yeah
0: the
1: description. so my first um my first role was like um working at puma it was like a graduate yeah. graduate position um it was pretty much like at like an intern level um but like full-time and like paid um and that was in sports style marketing so mm. that's kind of, that's what they call it but it's basically like the lifestyle side of the brand n- nothing like performance based yeah um, so I did that for a year and a half and then um and then i went straight into being freelance and um when i was first freelance i kind of um i carried on working with puma yeah. like working on um creative and producing and then i also had like um i had to, uh, like a retainer with clash magazine so i was doing like nice. um like two days a week um every like every week for a month and that was kind of rolling and that that was really good because that kind of um that was like a steady like job and it kind of broke me into like being a freelancer and, and I got to go to like a lot of events and work with a lot of like music artists and we went to festivals it was really fun and um yeah that that's kind of like and then everything after that there's been a lot of jobs I feel like yeah
0: it was like yeah. two roles just one and then jump
1: yeah and but I suppose um I kind of because I was at Puma and I was working a lot with freelancers and because I had like this design background and I was working with like photographers and videographers and um stylists and stuff and I could see all these like really like young people being freelance and completely just like bossing it like doing it on their yeah. own and I was like oh my god like I can so do that
0: yeah I,
1: like, I don't know what the hell I will be like, I don't know what I would tell like because I'm in a marketing role and my background is yeah. design and I know I don't want to do that and I know I don't want to do this <laughs> but I, I want to be I want to work for myself like I always had such a like desire to like work for myself be my own boss like start my own company um so, yeah, like, I kind of, I got offered, um, I got, a, like, a promotion at Puma, and I said, like, and I said to them, like, like, this is amazing, but it would be wrong if I took this role, because I know, ultimately, I want to be a freelancer, so, like, yeah. it might be six months down the line, and I leave, and they created this role for me, because they were, like, keen to keep me as a part of the team, and I was, like, um, for, like, everyone's sake i think it would be better if i just go freelance which at the time was so scary because I, yeah. I definitely wasn't ready yeah um and i was really scared and i was probably like not very prepared yeah. but in my head i was like there's never going to be a right time to do it and oh, the longer yeah. i stay here i'll probably get more comfortable and
0: how old were you at that stage
1: so that was two, that was 2017 i would have been um, I think I would have been 20, 25, mm. 25, 26 five, twenty five, twenty six. I'm twenty eight now, so and I've I've been freelance for three years. Mm. So oh, yeah, about then, yeah, yeah. So it's um, scary
0: stuff still. Yeah, yeah,
1: but I think because I'd I'd done like my foundation degree, which like set me back a year, mm. and I'd also had a year out in industry, which set me back a year. Like all of my friends are in really like
0: yeah, yeah,
1: better jobs by that point, and I was like. Yeah. I still felt like I had I still felt like I hadn't found the thing that I was meant to be doing so um, did you
0: apply to uh, to work at Puma
1: yeah so like it was really funny I actually it came up on my like university board they were like okay. Puma, Puma looking for um yeah like graduates to work in like marketing i remember i actually sent it to like one of my friends to begin with i was like you'd be good for this job you should apply for it <laughs> yeah and then and, and then, then you, i looked li- at it and i and this was in like february before um before i started there in 2015 yeah and then um and i didn't hear anything back from them i actually and then i got an email saying um you're not you're not um you don't have the right degree that they're looking for so like mm you're not suitable for this job like based on your application but thanks for applying yeah and I was like okay fair enough like it's probably not what I wanted to do anyway so whatever yeah. and then it got to like May I remember it was the day before my birthday because my birthday's on the second May and I had this call and they're like hey we've just been chatting with Puma and like all of the applicants they've got through they're not happy with and they they want to try and find someone who's got a bit more of a designy like fashion background um And they've seen your c v and they they'd like to like give you an interview, yeah. and I was like, that's so weird <laughs> so it like literally months gone past, and they told me i I'm not even being considered for the job
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. like we actually really like your c v like and people want to talk to you
0: yeah
1: and then um I think like, yeah, like I had an interview like the week later and and then I went through to like a couple more rounds of interviews, and so i, I pretty much had the job before I left uni Yeah. oh
0: yeah
1: yeah, which was which was like, which was crazy. It felt like it happened so quickly. But um, it was exciting because I knew I was really paranoid of like moving back to the countryside after that and being like, what am I going to be doing? I'm still home again. Um, So like having that was like really reassuring. Like I knew that I could leave uni, have like a bit of downtime and then get straight into it.
0: But um, you, so when you left uni and you were working at Puma you would have had to still support yourself to live in London then now so now what you're getting paid at Puma is what's supporting you to live in London
1: yeah so I remember so yeah like Puma was like my first kind of like proper like paycheck job like no like student loan or anything and um I remember like my salary at the time was like 17,000 (laughs) pounds which I I look back (laughs) to now and like I was like I I, like I cannot believe that I managed
2: yeah to to survive
1: on that especially like rent like I had a flat in Bethnal Green that I shared with like my ex-boyfriend and yeah it was just it was kind of like um yeah it was just like a mad time like I remember the first day I was meant to start a puma um (laughs) there was there was meant to be a tube strike and so like the the day before I'd actually moved into my friend's my friend's like um family home Mm. For like the first couple of months that I moved to London, just to like help me out, yeah. And, And um, I remember I couldn't, I could like I could not afford a taxi or an Uber. Yeah, yeah, So I was like, I'm I'm gonna have to cycle to work on my first day. And I remember it was like torrential rain, and I was like, I'm gonna do a test. I'm gonna do a test run like the day before I start my job at Puma. So I like cycled across London. I remember like cycling past like Buckingham Palace and like torrential rain and like being like almost like on the verge of like tears and I was like I can't believe I'm about to start my first day at work and because it was a tube strike the next day yeah, you know, yeah. they announced them like a few days before yeah, yeah. So I was like there's no way I'm gonna be able to get on a bus like I'm just gonna to have to like suck it up I got I I actually remember like I got a gym membership round the corner from work it was like a tenner a month and I was like I can go there and shower and then I can start
2: yeah and
1: I can start work
2: <laughs> oh, and so I did wow. this
1: run through and I got back and then they like that evening they called off the tube shack and I was like (laughs) hallelujah I was like this is
0: amazing I can't wait till they make your life into a series on Netflix they dramatize (laughs) these scenes it's It's gonna be
1: great and I always look back at that moment and I'm like wow that's so that's so crazy like how like I feel like proud of myself because I was like I I was like determined because I'm not gonna gonna let this beat me and like yeah like I'm just gonna cycle to work on my first day and I remembered I borrowed my friend's like younger brother's bike so it was like this (laughs) child it was not a child's bike but you know it's like a small adult's bike yeah and it didn't I like because I'm quite tall it definitely didn't fit me and I just like cycling past like Buckingham Palace in this torrential rain, and I was like that's my first kind of like real like um living experience in London that's very funny I look at it now (laughs) and I'm like where I'm like so used to, like I'm so used to like getting Ubers and stuff, and now yeah. I'm always like really grateful for. Yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you definitely, you definitely become grateful <laughs> yeah. for, for when you look back at those moments. Yeah. Definitely building blocks. Um, so when I I caught up with you like last week,
2: yeah. and
0: um, you mentioned to me that a lot of your um, ex, a lot of your contacts for when you went freelance, you had built uh, via networking. Yeah. So with networking, was it um like? what kind of industry events were there like exclusive events that you invited to or like it was how do you build your network how do you like make your friends in the industry was it organic stuff or were you like very intentional about who you sort of had on your books were you yeah. like a coffee person like let's go for coffee let's build, let's build a connection or,
1: yeah yes. I think I got like because when I was I, I think like I got really lucky like working at Puma yeah um because I I kind of moved to London and I knew like a handful of people I'm working at Puma because it was the lifestyle side so I was working with all of like the retailers like ASOS, JD Sports, Office, Size, Um, I just met so many people um, just working on those accounts and then um, in like in like the sneaker world um, there's just like Thursday night would be like industry night so that every Thursday (laughs) there'd be like a party with like at some like some retailer or some brand would like have a party and like people would invite you or you'd get invites through work, and like at the time I was like this is great I'm gonna go to a yeah, party yeah. and I can drink I can drink for free and tomorrow's yeah. Friday and I could be a yeah. bit hungover at work, yeah. <laughs> and like so at the time I was kind of I wasn't really forward thinking like being freelance and I was yeah. just kind of thinking like, I'm just gonna like I just want to go and have a I, I just want to meet well. people I yeah, 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 have no friends yeah. And so, <laughs> <laughs> i had like friends back in brighton yeah and, like, a lot of my friends stayed in brighton at the time yeah and like um there was only a couple of us that moved to london because mm-hmm. of like mostly because people were looking for jobs or like it was expensive to move to london if you yeah, didn't yeah. have a job um so i would just go to like industry events like every week and i used to absolutely love it like there'd always be like different music artists playing or and like you just meet people that way and I think like a lot of the um, foundations of the relationships that I have now, mm. it's kind of built from that time where I wasn't even thinking this is, this is networking. It, it was more just like just chatting to people and you yeah. know asking what they're about. And like, yeah, I suppose that time was like really valuable, even though I didn't realize it was. Um, and then like, it kind of carried on from that. Like when I went freelance, I was kind of a bit more conscious of it and I was like, Oh, like, you know, to really be going to these events and like really networking. And I, f- and I started to realize that when I was trying to do it, like intentionally, I was like, I need to go to events. Cause you know, if I don't go to this event, I might not get this job. Mm. And like, it just doesn't work like that. Yeah, and okay, yeah. I think For some people it does, but I realized that it, that didn't actually work for me. I was, um, I was just going to these events and just like have, like having drinks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And- and I and I started just to realise that like yeah, like just kind of building building up on the relationships that I did have just through just through like getting to know people. And then um just word of mouth, like a lot of like friends that I'd been working with, I'd be like, Oh, I'd love to be put forward for this. And they'd be like, Let me link you or introduce you to this person, you know, yeah. just have a conversation. And like that was kind of that was kind of my way of doing it. And and it still kind of is. I'm very like I'm kind of introvert when it comes to um, putting myself out there. Like, Mm. I know it's something that I definitely need to do more, especially with the current climate. Like Mm. I haven't really been reaching out to anyone and I'm like, this is the perfect time. You should be doing this. And I suppose the reason that I don't is because I've got like imposter syndrome where I'm like, oh, my work's not good enough, but you know, I'm doing this job. And then when that job comes out, I'll then send it to people. And it's been like that for years and I still haven't done it. Yeah. But, um, I think like yeah, just like working hard and like
0: just just trying so to there be wasn't life. there wasn't a moment wasn't like a moment where you went freelance and you were like, Okay, I'm freelance now I'm gonna send out an email to everybody that I know and tell them to like if they see something tell me. It was literally like you kind of waited for a moment and like, Could you put me forward for that? And that's it. Little, like,
1: kind of like I suppose like when when I left Puma, like the people that I had built relationships with, mm. I kind of just I like emailed them and just said like hey like I'm going freelance if anything like like, sorry
0: interrupted when you said going freelance going freelance as what because mind, bear in mind Puma you're marketing so well that's
1: it like when I went freelance everyone was as everyone was (laughs) as confused as I was because I remember like there was a few like agencies that I worked with at Puma and I used to see their work and i And I really liked their stuff and I wanted to do more of what they were doing, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to do events or if I wanted to do like campaigns or I used to, I used to go to people like I'd email, like agencies that I'd worked with at Puma and be like, Hey, I'm going freelance. Like be great to like catch up. And we'd sit down and like, look at my portfolio and stuff. And they'd be like, what do you want to do? And I was like, you know, like at the time I didn't, I didn't know what being a producer was. I hadn't really, I hadn't like, I'm not just saying this, but I'd I'd never really heard that word. Or I'd heard it like in terms of like film or like TV producing, yeah. but I never knew what it meant. Yeah, and so like I didn't know that what I was actually trying to tell people was that I want to work on creative and I want to produce for like yeah. film, for commercials. So I used to say to people like. I do creative and I also do graphic design, but I also do like account managing. Yeah, oh my people, gosh. I, I do when you're
0: trying manager. to find yourself, when you're trying to find yourself in,
1: yeah.
0: in creativity and trying to explain to people the role you want to do is the worst because yeah. you don't know what's going on. They can see that sometimes they're off-put by that. It's just a whole, <laughs> it's a whole cycle of just, you want to melt, yeah. Yeah. You, you, know, you know that you know what you want to do. You know that you know what you're good at, but you don't know how to yeah, make them know it. what you know. It's so different. That's it. Yeah
1: that's it exactly so yeah I think like there wasn't like a specific moment where I was like I, I suppose like I had like a I was fortunate that I built relationships with like a friend of mine Dean Martindale, who's a photographer and he I used to work like I used to kind of like hire him as a freelancer at Puma to do like product shoots and stuff yeah. and we'd go out shooting like Puma Puma trainers and we'd just chat and he'd be like you know you could go freelance like, you should really do it like mm. you you know you work really hard and then my friend josh who who was a at the time a videographer and now he's like a director um and like we kind of like we were kind of like we'd like team up and like dean would be like i've got this shoot and i need a produ-, and like at, well, he, at the time he wouldn't say producer, but he's like i've got this shoot and i need someone just to organize all the stuff mm. and i'm like yeah yeah i can do that and then josh would be like i've got this shoot like um working on like a car job like they need someone to produce it like do you want do you want to work on it and so like that was kind of how i built up a bit of a portfolio and and the more i worked being freelance i kind of started learning like it terminology like i just yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: i have no formal like film training i never yeah. even i never even considered film as a job mm. um or like advertising or that mm. Or like just being a producer yeah so like I was learning a lot as I was going and a lot of the time it was just completely winging it and just hoping that it'd be okay just trying to be as prepared as I could mm. um but yeah I kind of learned a lot in that period of time and from that kind of stemmed my relationships with people because I'd be working with Josh like as a producer for, for film and then I'd be working with Dean as a producer for stills and then off the back of that on instagram or like being tagged like people would see you and they'd contact you for instagram or someone would pass on your contact details or like i saw this work like we've got this do you want to do that and it kind of snowballed from there oh that's
0: nice
1: yeah so that's nice
0: to know that people do look for you as well i mean i don't do you think do you think it's still like that or do you think that's the the market's more saturated at this time or do you think it's still relevantly like that because it hasn't been that many years
1: um I think it's definitely still relevant like yeah. I still I still work a lot of like the way I kind of um work with people like a lot of the times you know sometimes I'll see someone's work and I'll be like they're amazing I have to work with them yeah yeah, yeah. But a, a lot of the times it's I find that the process because I'm because I'm a freelance producer or or I'm a freelance director you you need a team of people around you so you'll normally have like your go-to person or you know you're being paired with this person for a job. So as a producer, you're normally paired with a photographer or a director. And I'll be like, do you know any good set designers? Or do you know any good art directors? Like, who have you worked with? Who's good? And they'll be yeah. like, oh my god, you have to, you've got to ch- chat to this person. They're amazing. They work really hard. They're really nice. Um, you know, their stuff's really cool. And like, mm-hmm. people will send a load of options. And like, I find a lot of the time that people will are really like. Quick to recommend people, which kind of like restores my faith in humanity because you know people want to like recommend people and put forward people for jobs and like yeah, Like just recently, like a a dop that I've been working with, um, Sam. He he kind of messaged me. We'd work we worked on like a big shoot together, and he's like, oh, there's this there's this girl, um, Samaya. She's a friend of mine, and she's a director, and she's so sick. Like I think you should just chat. Like I'd just love you to chat. Yeah we had like an email between each other and, and this job came up and I was like, oh my God, like it'd be really great to have you on as a director. And like two weeks yeah. later, she's like literally on, on this job and that's just through literally like people just recommending someone and just being like, do you know what? I'd just love for you to chat to my friend mm. or, you know, if you can give any advice or if, if anything comes up. So it's just like kind of that nice, like snowball domino effect where people yeah. are just putting forward people. I so think
0: it's like, nice, it's nice to, I guess, see, it's real important to make sure that you're aware of who's out there just in case yeah. you ever need, in case their work ever matches what you're looking for.
1: Yeah. De- I mean, definitely. Like, I'm, like, I'm really bad at um social media. Like very, i very, I'm really, I'm really self-critical. So I don't really post much of my own work So I'm always like worried what people will think, which I know is stupid, but that's just my own like anxieties. But like, I'm, I spend a lot of time on Instagram looking at other people's work like yeah. seeing seeing like um like who's out there like who's creating what like who's at once to watch and like
2: mm.
1: I think um something that I like I've realized that um is really important to me is kind of like helping and developing younger people and like I've got mm. an assistant who's been working with me Maya and she again was just someone who's recommended like I was I was on a shoot at the start of the year and I said to my other friend, Aisha, I just said, Oh, like I need a production assistant, but I want, I I want someone who really wants to learn. Like Mm. I really want to get someone on this job who, you know, is interested in being a producer and, you know, they're hungry for it. And like, they might not have any experience, but I just, I worked with a few like production assistants who'd been on the job, but like you could tell, like it wasn't really their thing or, Mm. Know, they were doing it like when you're freelancing like you find yourself saying yes to a lot of jobs just yeah you're yeah. not sure like and that's yeah. complete that's completely fair pay but with this job I was like got a bit more time like I really want to try and invest it back into like someone who actually yeah, yeah, yeah wants to learn and from like just from the get-go like she was incredible and she's she just worked so hard she got it like so quickly and now she's like I have her like working on creative and mm she's trying to like develop herself as like a director as well. And I'm like, she's only 21 and like that, Im- she never went to uni. And I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. Like at that age, like, you know, I could see that she's hungry for it and she like, really wants to push herself and learn and she's really proactive with it. And like that, that's something that I really want to do more of. Like I really want to try and help where I can, because I can see like for something that's so small for me to just give like up like a bit more of my time or, you know, to like, trust someone and give them a bit more responsibility than they're probably ready for and seeing like, how it can progress so quickly yeah, yeah. Is, is something that I really, have like really enjoyed and definitely want to do more of.
0: That's nice do you ever um, meet people and you're like or have someone you might have you ever recommended somebody and just like actually no you're just not correct for the job like your, your work style's just not correct for the job
2: um
1: like like very rarely like I feel like most of the time it's normally like you're already in this like collaborative process where Mm. you're working with like a D like you're working with a DOP or or a photographer or or a creative or or a producer and like they've kind of seen like the creative or the overarching like brief and like everyone's kind of on the same um wavelength then like it's very rarely that someone's not right for the job like their style sometimes like um sometimes it's like down to like just like small like smaller details or like sometimes it's like dates like people can't do certain things and like it's normally like I find that like because you're in this collaborative process most people are normally like recommending people who are like working in that kind of space and who are all like equally really good Mm. and good for the job but I do think um yeah like I think like, oh,
2: wait, even wait.
1: If, yeah if someone and sometimes if someone's not right for the job they're normally right for something else and like, yeah you've been shown like someone new and like you're they're then like kind of like stored yeah. in your head like right we like I've been recommended this person um let's put them forward for this and sometimes yeah. like what how how I normally work is that I will get like I'll get like a bunch of options like Mm -hmm. and I normally try and get like four or six like different options and like make it like super diverse and then I'll send it to like the clients and then they'll kind of like whittle it down and it'll be like this process where we're kind of like just assessing like who's going to be right for the job and I think that's that's probably like I know you work in like an agency and it's like a similar kind of thing where like you're kind of like you kind of go for this big pool of people who are yeah. all like in the same kind of sphere. And then, okay, then yeah. it will just be like fine tuning it to like, who's going to like execute it best, I suppose. Mm. And that's kind of like, I suppose like being a director, like, we're well, like newly becoming a director, like that's what I've found like quite a hard process is um, like putting yourself out there and like pitching for jobs and, and knowing that you're in this big pool of other really talented, amazing people. And that like, the, like it's, yeah, just kind of like fighting to be noticed. um And I've kind of like felt that more as being a director, like kind of like the switch of like from being a producer where you're like almost in control of that, not in control, but like you have a big say in that decision, to suddenly being on the other end of it where you're like being that person that's in that pool of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I, I know mean? What
0: you mean? I know what you mean, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, bet, I bet that's quite rewarding, though in a sense.
1: Kind of like, I still haven't, I, I still think that I haven't like, I'm still very new to it so like yeah, yeah, I, enough. I felt like um this year like I've pitched on like a lot of jobs and yeah. like I haven't I won like a, it's kind of like mostly music videos mm. um so with record labels and like I didn't really fully appreciate like how competitive it was and like how many pitch people are pitching on one job and you know you're never actually in front of these people to explain your idea yeah
0: exactly and like that's, a very, re- that's a very difficult thing work really yeah. has to be very clear it just has to be very, very clear because sometimes ideas can be so... What's the word I'm looking for? Lucid? Subjective, yeah. Or subjective, yeah. And you just... Mm. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's interesting. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to attempt... To, define, to do a definition of your role just yes. in case that anyone hasn't picked up on exactly what India does so India again to repeat is a creative producer and um, from speaking to you and sort of learning from you I'm understanding that that's a sort of a newer term a hybrid term somebody who doesn't just exist in the traditional way of being a producer where your role is um where secluded to or whatever to um to just producing you have a hand in the creative so yeah so so it's literally the creative concept and then it's because you understand your concept you know exactly the people that can carry it out so therefore you are the producer you produce your own ideas to fruition so that you can you know just be the person that oversees it
1: yeah I suppose like the easier way of like describing it like how I fell into it is that I um I always worked in creative or I always wanted to work in creative and I was good at putting together like ideas of like how it could be executed even down to like you know locations or casting and then to bring my, my idea to life I was like I knew the way of getting it done so I knew yeah. what location I needed to book yeah. I knew um what photographer I wanted to shoot it I knew like what videographer or director I wanted on it mm. so that's kind of like how I fell into it cuz I was like I'm just bringing my idea to life um and then I suppose like, at the time that was
2: my struggle cuz Once I started like producing
0: <laughs> um it's just work. I'll cut that out. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think you had gotten to the end of explaining um how you fell into creative production and exactly what that sort of means in um in carrying out the role. But um yeah. so I've gotten up your website. Yes. And I have it on the screen against your face. So I've actually looked <laughs> a few times, I love your work on that. But um I have the sort of overview of some of the things that you uh have works on. I'm sure this is not all yeah. of it. I'm sure this is like a nice selection for people to
1: yeah. I'm very like I said, I feel like I'm quite yeah, I don't I don't put all of my work on my website. Sometimes that like, you just like end up yeah Yeah yeah. Just almost like yeah I kinda just use it as like the ones that I'm like most proud of.
0: <laughs> I'll I'll let you speak about the ones that you're that you're most that you that you like the most. That we'll speak about maybe two, but
1: yeah
0: um what was I about to say but I was gonna say there is in a sense a theme to your work yeah yeah there is a theme to your work even in the way that it kind of it comes the finish of the work like I'm looking at this piece you did for Lloyd's and yeah. that uh, you've done pieces for sportswear brand or is it sportswear like yeah sportswear brands um yeah artists and I feel like there's always it's, it's always there's always a similarity you've done high fashion brands and there's always some sort of there's there's a there's a personal India touch to your work. Is there um oh, that's
1: interesting because I'm always I always look at other people's work and I'm like their style is so distinct and I always yeah. like I don't have a distinct style. I don't know what my style
0: is I mean don't get me wrong it's not it's nice and refreshing because it does there is something new all the time to see but i do feel like i don't know if it's in the photography that maybe you end up preferring and the people yeah. that you bring on there is something it's it's that um is that some that retro
2: yeah
0: that you know it's that it's just relevant it has that's yeah. that's what it is it has that sort of that youthful relevance to all the the work mm. that you do so yeah
1: i suppose yeah. I, I am i'm really inspired by people and yeah. like like I find people so interesting so like I suppose like even like casting or like just working with like music artists or like for me like working on a job is like really exciting because like when I'm producing it because I get to like casting in a sense where you're working with models or talent but also casting in a sense where you're choosing a photographer or a director Mm. and like bringing together like all these like creative minds for me is like really exciting because I'm like I feel like I'm almost like living out like a A job that I don't do. I'm like I'm like living through them as a photographer because I get because I'm like choosing who this team is and like bringing people together and it's like this really nice synergy of like everyone being creative and collaborative. Especially as a freelance producer, like I'm not attached to like any agencies, so I can just kind of like have free reign on it and be like, yeah, let's do this. And yeah, yeah. I I suppose I really I like I love like um, I love like film and. I love like, I like things that are a bit more lo-fi, like yeah. lo- lo-fi with like a high-end like aesthetic.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you mean and I, I think we get that in your work. So India's worked on, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit,
2: it has <laughs> worked
0: on like Air Max Deer, she's worked on massive uh, football club, um, did you do, are it they still? Like,
1: yeah, I did the um, kit launch for Manchester City
0: exactly she does of course like like uh, the sports brands like Puma uh Montclair so high fashion you've done something different Fujifilm in Mini over here yeah yeah um, I, I,
2: like
1: yeah just kind of like I suppose yeah I suppose
2: it's I could,
1: it like a it feels like yeah yeah it feels like I'm, I work on sportswear brands a lot yeah but like when I look back at it I'm like I've actually done quite a bit of like like I've done like different things across like commercial and yeah. advertising as well as like music videos
0: and yeah there's a bit for stuff. Steph London here yeah was that a music video was that just because it just says Steph London
1: oh no it was oh, um, Steph Puma. London with, with Puma yeah. yeah so that was like that was actually my first ever directing job <laughs>
0: amazing
1: which was like
0: it happens, window and everything
1: yeah and but you're happens. really
0: proud of that one <laughs>
1: oh my god I still like I still really stri- like when I look back at it and like when you said I'm gonna let you choose like the things you're most proudest of I still have this thing where I'm like I I feel like I haven't fully shown the world what I'm capable of yeah and I still have this thing where I'm like I look back at the work and I'm like that's like especially this year because it's been so quiet um because we've all been in lockdown I look back at everything I did last year and I'm like I can't believe I did that that's so crazy Mm. and but then I, I still think like going forward, I'm like, oh, I don't know what I would say is that my most proudest piece of work because I still don't feel that I've had. That oh, that moment. was my next
0: question. Sorry, <laughs> you mean, I was going to ask you what <laughs> your most proudest piece of work is, but I guess you don't have one. Like your, that, next piece of Is it that your most proudest piece of work is still pending?
1: Do you know what? Like I've done, I did, um, I worked on something this year. I feel like having this year has been really good because it's been like my development phase where last year I thought, I would like try uh, like start out directing you know I did like a music video um with Warner music and then I did like the thing with Steph London and I did um I did like a little spot with um Tottenham football club mm. and like and like to be fair even I sh- I directed the um puma ad with megan the stallion and i I even look back at it now and i'm like oh my god i I didn't know what i was doing yeah (laughs) i look back and i was just saying today to my boyfriend like i was so not confident in it and and then this year i feel like i haven't i've done like a quarter of all the work that i probably did last year Mm -hmm. and i've like i've only directed like a couple of things but i feel so much more confident and like Mm. and kind of ready ready I now I feel like I'm in a position where I'm like I am a director yeah <laughs> because I've had the time to like really like study yeah. it and like and you know when jobs have come up because there's more time to prepare now I can yeah. actually sit down and like think about the structure and like you know I'm I feel like I understand the process way more and um I worked on like a friend of mine she runs this like female um like Um, female-led platform it's called women in jazz which is like a platform for um developing and like emerging um jazz musicians okay in in the uk and like yeah so she's been like growing this like platform which is really amazing because it kind of like champions and heroes like really incredible like female talent um and they got a bit of funding and they were like we really want to do a campaign um which is kind of like which will launch our platform and like make it bigger and um would you like to like direct the video or like work on the creative and I was like mm. yeah this is perfect and so we wrote this like we kind of we came up with like an idea and we wanted it to be like a performance um and we also wanted it to be like an interview of some like nice visuals yeah like a stylized documentary film mm. um and so I wrote this like treatment and um And I was kind of like, I said to them, like, who do you want to pitch it to? Like, what's, like, your ideal artist, if you could have anyone? And then, and I said, like, we should, like, go for them first. Like, let's go for, like, the highest person we can think of. And, like, anything, like, like we can always, like, trickle down after that. But we'll struggle to get back to that top level if if we do it the other way around. And they were like, we'd love to work with Celeste. And, uh, and I was like yeah that would be so sick so we tailored all this treatment to Celeste and we were like we'll never get it but like we'll pr- we'll propose it to her like, yeah. managers or agents which is the first time like I've ever pitched an idea to to a brand or a person which isn't like a job coming to me it's not like a monetized job like a proposition it's like the other way around
0: yeah,
1: yeah. and I was like especially with all like this year and like you know pitching on like music videos I found it really tough and I've been like maybe I'm not meant to be a director
2: yeah
1: but then I wrote this this treatment and we sent it to their team and they pitched it and they were like this is incredible like Celeste is up for doing it like this is like one of the best like pitches we've had and I'm like oh brilliant okay like I actually can do this and yeah and then yeah we shot it back in September so it's kind of like and like we're editing it now so it's almost been like a year mm like it will be coming out next year in February. So like, it's pretty much, <laughs> it's pretty much a year almost. Yeah. From ideation, ideation, ideation to, um, <laughs> yeah. to it actually coming out and like that I'm actually really proud of. Cause at the time I was like, Oh, I don't know if this is what I wanted. Like, yeah. I don't know. And now I've been doing it and like, I directed it. I started off producing it, but it was too much. So I had like a production company come and help me and, mm. um, and then I've been editing like this year one of the things I wanted to do is learn to edit and I was like I think that's been a really important part of yeah. becoming transitioning into this like new um direction in my career and so but do um, you, sorry do you have no, to you, edit no but I just I, because I work with editors all the time I was like I want to understand the process because right. I, f- yeah. I feel like with it being a producer I think it's actually especially because I do work in creative, like, mm. I, d- I don't think it's not, not, it's not, like, lazy of me, but I'm, like, I have the ability to know how to do this job.
0: Yeah.
1: But, and it's really important that if I'm paying someone to do this job, I understand what I'm paying them to do, mm. which sounds, like, really anal, but, like, I think it is actually really important, and, you know, I know work a lot with editing. Kind I of
0: the, the, the possibilities. So you can, otherwise... You... I I remember when I first did my first internship at Millenary, someone said you need to understand the job of the, like, I think it was like, you need to understand the job of the graphic designer. So it's similar to what you're saying in that. They can, not they can trick you, but if someone's telling you, if you say, if you have an idea in your mind and you you sort of, you carry it out to a certain stage and you're passing your baby over to somebody else and you want, and you know what you want it to come out like and they're telling you what the possibilities are, you need to know whether whether they're sort of like shorting you or whether that in fact you're not thinking big enough or what it is you need to be, like if you know the yeah. job then you can both work to full capacity. So yeah, that's I definitely it. understand what you're saying.
1: Yeah, that's it exactly. And like I had a I had a few run-ins of like people that I was working with and you know they were like working on videos and they said they were gonna deliver me something, you know, to deadlines that I was telling clients. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah like you know, the edit's gonna be over on at this time because the campaign goes live the following day and you know it was getting to like 6 p.m and their phone's off they're not replying to any of my messages and I can't get through to them and just like the like I, I like it sounds dramatic calling it like post-traumatic stress but to an extent like, I had last year I got really ill and I just felt like really not myself mm. and like I was pretty much like I was just close to giving it all up I remember calling my mum one Friday and I was like I can't do this anymore
2: Mm. because like
1: the pressure of like you know this brand's trusted you not a creative creative agency they've trusted you with you know delivering a a massive campaign which is going to be you know across Europe there's so many like so much money involved in it that was like the pressure
0: yeah paying
1: an editor and then they're they're not they've turned off their phone, like you yeah. messaged them that morning, you know, try to be as honest as possible. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's everything's it's gonna be ready at six and you know, <laughs> their phone's off. Oh. And like obviously that's just like a horror story. And like that like very, very rarely happens. Like most people I work with are like incredible and like really mm. good with their timings. And but like I think having experiences like that, it's kind of taught me a lot. And I'm like, okay, if this is gonna happen again, I need to really understand this process. Like why when someone's telling me it's going to take 12 hours to render something I'm like really it's going to take 12 hours
2: yeah yeah
1: like you know when you actually do edit and like uh, at the moment I've been editing out these like little documentary films and they're like 12 12 to 15 minutes long and it will take it will take you about five hours to render it out I understand now Mm. and it also just makes like your timings and like post production timings, like easier yeah. to understand, especially when you're managing that relationship with a client and like mm-hmm. making sure that you manage their expectations. Um, so, like, learning to edit was just something that I was like, I, I really, I don't definitely don't, after editing, like, I definitely don't want to be an editor. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah, I understand yeah. the process and I know I can do it now. So,
0: okay. Yeah. That's definitely, definitely makes sense. So, yeah. you can or have maybe worked with, um, um ad agencies so it's not always sort of um you directly going to what's the word I'm looking for to brands yeah (laughs) it's some. it has it ever been that you do work for an agency
1: yeah so like I've worked with like to be fair when I first started out like it was smaller um like independent kind of like Mm. creative agencies like who worked across like similar fields that I was working in Mm. and then through my work um they were kind of like hiring me as a producer mostly Mm. and that's that's kind of like the area that I struggled in because being booked just as a producer I found Mm. like I just found that I wasn't it wasn't like the creative outlet that I wanted Yeah, yeah it was a bit more like um I didn't I didn't mind like doing all the the production side of it when I when I knew it was my creative because it you know you're like delivering your idea but when you're then taking someone's idea and then you're doing all like the work in between that is not necessary is like it can be really str- well it is very stressful and yeah it, and then it's not actually yours like I struggled with that side of it so I tried just to keep that relationship like if I was going to produce something it had to kind of be a bit more on my terms but yeah I did oh, like some of, production yeah and then I suppose like with um but then it's been great as well because just being able to work with like bigger ad agencies like this year I did um I was I produced like a tv commercial for Ricardo, which yeah. was like which was like super high pressure like big like tvc like we you know we shot it all on film which was really yeah. stressful as well <laughs> but like that was great because like that's not something you get to do every day and like yeah. even though producing which is like pro- is probably not something that I want to be doing forever it was just amazing to like actually do a piece and then be sat you know on the sofa at 6 p.m on Saturday and seeing it on ITV and like yeah oh that's
0: lovely and then like also that's like awesome. my,
1: my grandparents and like my, my parents can watch it and they understand what I'm doing whereas like when I'm like yeah I'm on a yeah. shoot yeah yeah, yeah, like yeah exactly I'm doing the creative for some trainers like they just they're they like we're really proud of you it. but we have no idea what you do yeah yeah exactly. and then when they can physically see it on the TV and it's something that's a bit more relatable to them they're like oh this is amazing yeah
0: that's lovely Even though
1: I'm like I can't do that again it was so stressful
0: yeah well, I feel like well I know but I could especially me, I could cheer your ear off forever and ask you loads of questions forever and ever. But I feel like you've given us a very good amount. So I'm now gonna oh. leave you alone, but I'm gonna let you sort of do your final drop anything in that if you that you any advice in or places that you want people to young people to whatever kind of people need the information to sort of look for you, search for you, find you. Yeah.
1: I suppose like I did um I did a talk to some uni students the other day yeah. at Liverpool uni and like, I suppose that like my advice to them was just to, you know, just be as creative as you can. And like, no one can stop you mm. from being creative. Like, especially at the moment where there's not like loads of jobs or if things fail, like if you are in a job and you're not happy with it and you feel like you're a bit stuck and like stuff's not going to change, like no one can stop you from being creative or like mm. living out your dream or like mm. if you, if you want to do something, you can. Um, and like the government can't tell you any like the government can't tell you any different like creativity is so valid it's more yeah, valid right. now more so than ever and like just being really experimental and just doing loads of research and really inspiring yourself and like especially when times are really tough at the moment like I get really down and I feel really anxious at times like I feel anxious like put have a like wave of it at least once a day mm. but like looking at other people's work and like seeing what people are doing and just inspiring yourself even if it's like watching a film or reading a book or like looking at cool art on Instagram yeah yeah and um, sometimes that can just really give you the motivation or it could just spark something just to you know like oh tomorrow I'm gonna like draw or tomorrow I'm gonna research some like ad agencies or campaigns I like and I think like that kind of like gives you that like, hope when you like look at what other people are doing mm. and and that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment like I'm just kind of like going back to basics and I'm I'm drawing again and I'm trying to read yeah. more and like yeah just trying to be creative and like push myself in other ways but um yeah that's kind of my advice lovely. And
0: yeah. um <laughs> website is do you want me to put it drop it in there yeah 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 it's indiaharris.co.uk so yeah <laughs> and I mean I'm not sure if you want them to find you on Insta I don't put any pressure on you but yeah
1: yeah I mean like I'm there. happy with my like, like I'm happy with my Instagram like yeah. that's just that's just my full name India Rose Harris <laughs> I was not <still> really <laughs> silly saying that but um, once you've got your name on Insta it just sticks doesn't it
0: yeah um cool thank you so much
1: <laughs> oh thank you so much thanks for having me and like I hope that was Helpful.
2: <laughs> it definitely was all right.